0: They all need to cut cut the crap. crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer.
1: Hey there, folks. Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer here with Cut the Crap. Crap is merely an acronym for... Well, culture, race, and American politics. Or it could be, you know, crime and ripping off uh, uh, the American people. This program, we're going to be talking about how multiple states have been found to use uncertified, centralized software to pull it off. People are raving about this. I'm, I'm glad it's getting traction, uh, but this is something the state of Arizona was made aware of. Uh, Nevada was made aware of it well over two years ago. So you have to ask yourself, why are people picking it up right now and woohooing it? Well, this is what the problem is with our elections. Folks, share this program. Get people involved, because we win this by knowledge. We win this by knowledge. The system inherently relies on the American voter to not understand how technology or how systems work. You go up one more level, you go to these county people, you go to these politicians, you need to understand they take no time to understand how they work. Oh, they will smell, they'll smell, oh my God, it's election integrity. Let me write. 37 secretaries of state or AG and put together a coalition. They smell money, but they have no idea what they're talking about. They have no idea why it works or what has to be done to fix it because that's not the goal. The goal is just to get out on the road and raise money, to get in front of the press anytime they can. I'm fighting this. I'm fighting this. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. But in reality, very few of your politicians are actually fighting this. When I unpack today for you that almost half of the country is compromised, and I'm going to show you some of the ways it's done as this story breaks and continues to get traction, it's very important that you understand all of the individual pieces of this. So I'm going to go a little bit back in time if I can. Just a little bit back in time. that I can help you understand how all of this works. And you you already know it. You're, You're so technically savvy. You already understand all this garbage they're throwing at you. Let's go back to the days when all of us were online. Right? Online. Online. In the days of AOL... Etc. our computers, when we got online, CompuServe would actually reach out and talk to one computer. It would just make a one-way call. That was basically kind of a closed loop. You could only reach out to AOL. And then when AOL and the Internet came around, they had to kind of capitulate and open up the system Because there were so many things to do. And then through your providers, AOL AOL or otherwise, you could get out to this thing called the Internet. These were the days when the blazing 4,800-baud modem came out, 9,600-baud modem came out. You remember those days. And in every Sunday newspaper, you would get an America Online CD. Now, that was really cool. Because you could take that CD... It was, a, it was a little floppy disk, a three and a half inch disk first. And then it went to CD when we got CDs on our computer. But this is important you understand. Remember, you could put that CD in your computer and it would install the software or it'd play little music files or it would show you a little video of how to use AOL. Well, that was basically a function of The CD was the media and the information, and now your computer would access that information and it would play it locally on your computer. You didn't have to go fetch it. You didn't have to do anything. That was primarily a read process. You could have all these CDs, and and when they went to CDs, we thought, wow, that's worth money because everything comes on CDs now. But you could never use the CDs for anything else. They were damn good for throwing at each other in the office and sailing cuttable frisbees, you know, frisbees that would cut you when you got hit with them. But that's about all they were good for. That is what's known as read-only media. Read-only media. Has no worth. It's locked. Cannot do anything else other than exactly what it was intended for. Okay, and then our CD evolved, and we got CDs that weren't just readers, but now our CDs could burn. Remember that? I'm going to burn a CD. I'm going to rip this music, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on my CD. Well, that's a write process. So you had your CD-ROM. It used to be read-only. You're stuck with what you have. You can only do what it was designed to do. That's it. And then as we evolved in technology, that CD-ROM became read-write, R-W, R-W. So your just reading CDs were obsolete, and everybody had to upgrade, and now we needed burners. And then eventually after it was burners, because it would be separate than read, now it became read-write compatible, read plus, read minus, you know, all this other crap, until they finally got it out. Now you never ever think about it again, because it's read-write. And in fact, most of your computers don't even come with CDs anymore. It's gone. I do that for you to understand how technology works. And data works. See, you're either accessing data, you, you've done it your whole life. When you opened a book, you were accessing data. Remember that thing called the phone book or the yellow pages? Well, that was accessing data. It was just very manual. And then the world got all activated. And now we had access to kind of anything. And in this world of anything... If we could find it on the internet, hell, we could write it to our own computer and it became ours. We could go out there and find free books and all kinds of stuff and we could download it to our computer. We could write it to our hard drives. We could save it to our hard drives. We could write it to media. That's read, write. Let me ask you a question. When computers send in the results to the state? regarding elections, because everybody needs to know it now so they can run that little BS ticker across your television screen. They said, send that up there, and it should be reading what the results are, don't you think? Yeah, it should just read. Here's what it is, what it is, what it is. But lo and behold, the systems are read-write, which means it can read it. But if it wants to make a change, it can send it back written Changed. Becoming something else. This is what's going on, folks. Gonna be a hell of a program today. Hang tight, share it right now. Be right back.
0: See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back.
1: Yeah, you're starting off this program, folks. Multiple states use uncertified central software to pull it off. You know what pulling it off is. You know, back in the days when we thought, you know, CDs were great, and then we got little memory cards, and then we got your little USB sticks. These USB sticks could actually do many things. They could store data. And when you put the USB stick, the flash drive, whatever you want to call it, into the computer... Not only can it accept data, but nowadays you can have a full operational program on that little USB stick, which means when you put the USB in, not only can it accept data, but it can read and write data back and forth. Most people don't even know that a full-fledged computing device right now with Internet access, now comes in the exact size of a USB stick. So if you have a closed computer, if you can get the stick in the slot, all of a sudden now it's using power and everything else, and it can run, operate, and do any program there is. Now, why am I telling you about this? I want you to understand visually in your head. Let's talk about these, quote-unquote, voting machines. And on one place, there's, there's all kinds of machines. There's not just one, folks. There's a lot of different machines. And all of a sudden, you're supposed to be voting on it. They tell you, they tell you, well, we pick up the little drive and we take it to central processing, and that's how we count the votes. But lo and behold... What has now been discovered, which, by the way, is not new news, it's just now people are finally picking up on it, is that, sure, these machines, supposedly on their closed loop system, can transmit data, but why does the county itself need to be able to send back data at the same time to the machine from which it came from. Can you think of any plausible reason? I'm going to send the votes. I'm going to send the votes to the county, because the county needs to know. The newspaper needs to know. uh, You know, Secretary of State wants to know. Frankly, I don't give a crap if they know. I'd rather have nobody know till it's all done. But it's been turned into a televised event. I've always told you, anytime you leak information, anytime you leak information or give information in advance, you're giving an advance warning for the bad guys to do. But why would a secretary of state or a county, any one of them, need to not only know when the votes come in and who voted, why would it need to backwards talk to basically the systems or server At the precinct level why would it need to do that bigger question are bigger question are is why does it even have those features built into it if it's all supposed to be closed so let me ask you a question think of a computer think of the last time you looked at the insides of a computer Maybe you opened it yourself. Maybe you were at a Best Buy. Doesn't matter where you are. But imagine you opened a computer. You know what the inside of a computer looks like. It does not matter what piece of equipment is in that computer. Imagine in your brain pointing out one piece of electronics in there. Now, there's only two things that piece of electronic needs to work what are those two things do you know what those two things are power and software power and software see the only truly secure computer is the computer that is shut down with no power then it's absolutely 100 percent secure there is no freaking power. But also, those cards, those chips, those motherboards don't do anything without software. Period. Now it can be all kinds of software, it can be Unix based, can be Windows based, can be anything. But it always needs two things power and software. Now, let's say that every piece of election software that tallies the vote is corrupt. Hypothetically, let's just assume it's totally corrupt. How is that corruption? executed upon is it executed upon because it is the intel 7 card or it's a dell computer it's running on is that how it's executed on or is it executed on because somewhere somewhere there's software now does that software have to be on the computer that it's talking backwards to? No, because see, anywhere in the process, even if it's just stuck on a memory card, if it has any type of resident software that has read-write ability, then it doesn't really matter where that software is, does it? Well, let's say it was on a memory stick, or let's say it's on a server and you remove the memory stick in the server, And your auditors walk in to look at the voting machine, and they say, it's all good. There's nothing on here that shouldn't be here. Are they lying? In some cases, they may be lying. But the reality is, software does it, not the machine does it. And that software doesn't even have to be on the computer. And if you're not running it exactly in the environment in real time, you can never, ever find it. Now, why did these states need a, a better build? Well, that's to hide the digital trail of what happened, the incursions. We're going to talk about that. But is that the software that made it happen? I'm going to unpack that. I just needed you to have this bit of education, folks, because I'm going to show you how a lot of this is done and how easy they do it to us. Share this program, folks. Share it. It's an important program. Share it. Share it. Share it. Fight this one finger war. Give the system the finger. Hang tight. I'll be
0: right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you?
1: What what I'm actually doing with you at the moment is I'm doing a process taking you through a critical thinking exercise to teach people critical thinking. That's what people many times have no idea for critical thinking. But let me give you what's at the basis of this first. In our system, even though you hear these big names and big software, you understand that The easiest way to throw a little county that you want to start turning red to purple, then purple to blue, which is the way it's done, you start taking over the country from inside. And one of the ways you capitalize on it is you focus on counties that don't have a lot of money and you wonder how, how did this rural county get this Mohawk LBGT dude with a dong that swears he's a lesbian? How did they get that on city council? Well, this is the way it's done. See, some of these counties, they intentionally hold money back from. But you got to have these things to run elections. And so they reach out, and there's a whole network out there that donates the software. Oh, we'll help you. We'll donate it. We'll donate it. And this software is not approved. That's the problem. This software is not approved. And by the way, this software to run the elections is in over 15 states. It is connected to the internet, it is uncertified, and it is able to talk against uh, uh, back and forth between government agencies and outside entities, outside entities that are not, well, technically involved in your election. What it does is it allows them to access the system. It allows them to access the system. I'll kind of show you how it works. What's going on is these companies have created various servers or softwares. Yes, they have servers, but they do a software program that allows things to be connected in the counties to run their programs. These are not, these are not at all certified or up to the election accreditation standards, but they're there and running. And these softwares also talk to the Secretary of State's office, Department of Motor Vehicles, right? All this other stuff. And they kind of act like they're registration agents. Well, one of these companies is called B-Pro Website. Now, if you were looking at B-Pro Website, it says their software, Total Vote, is a, listen to the words, centralized voter registration and election management system system. That securely captures and manages voter, candidate, and all election information. It is the only software system that encompasses the entire election process into one system. Did you catch that last line? It is the only software system that encompasses the entire election process in one system. Okay. See... I tend to tell people, and, and conservatives get pissed at me for it, which is fine. See, I think this voter machine, hem haw is a ruse. See, just like I can have my shotgun sitting in the corner right behind me, my shotgun is not going to get up on its own and start shooting people. That piece of hardware is only going to do what software tells it to do. And in that case, the, so- the software is the human. It's the same with the voting machines. Now, I'm gonna go back to that last line because I need you to understand something. Centralized voter registration, election management system that securely captures and manages voter, candidate, all election information. Entire system, software system does the entire process. Now, if you wanna know about some of these, all of these have been rolled up. They change hands really quick. We've talked about this over two years ago. Named the very names. Nobody paid attention. But this software is out there. Oh, and they also run the e-poll books. Remember the fiasco in Georgia that I exposed when I was in Georgia? Look for your state. Your state's there. They're managing millions upon millions upon millions of voters. Now, I'm not going to get too technical with you, but. Have you ever seen a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie? Most people have. I actually like them. I think they're great. And you've invariably seen at some point in time, one of the agents or Tom Cruise himself is going to get in somewhere. Might be the Vatican, might be a prison, hell, might be a bank or a secure software company. And somebody, unfortunately, has to go through the front door. They got to get in. It's super secure. You've seen these things, right? And all of a sudden, what they do is they take and lift somebody's badge ID and they drop in Tom's face. And invariably, in the critical movement of the movie, here's Tom. He's sweating it. It's trying to get it uploaded. Wait, wait, wait. Second seconds delay a little bit. Security guards looking at him and boom, when the card reads, all of a sudden you see Tom Cruise's face. Instead of the real employee. All of you have seen something like that in a movie somewhere. Can you confirm that for me? That you have seen that kind of thing in a movie. Now the question is, you think they're picking it out of their hoo-hoo? Or do you think it's something that can actually be done? Now let's break this apart into critical thinking, may we? We have a voting machine got the little cardboard side so nobody can sneeze on you or whatever the case may be and you're going to call that a voting machine and then somewhere you have it's going to be a scanned in right and you're going to go in and when you walk in to vote somebody's going to look at the poll pad which by the way in case you weren't paying attention is an ipad a full-fledged computer and that ipad is going to do what it's going to verify you are who you say you are And that you have a right to vote. Have you seen that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Now why would I talk about swapping somebody's ID and that when we should be focusing on voting machines? Well let me tell you why. I could right now go round up every single voting machine. And I could melt those things down to prison bars. And I could rerun an election one day, one ballot. What processes are still there? Well, they still got to verify who you are. They still have to verify you have the ability to vote. And these same companies, these same companies... These same companies run the files. Oh, by the way, they have the ability to update and erase, to read, write, to give permissions to anyone, and it can be changed by anyone that has access to the network. I just told you the Secretary of State is connected and every one of these. They're talking to the Department of Motor Vehicles, Eric's system, all these other ones, all these separate registration agents. I kind of think you're either registered or you're not on Election Day, right? So why in the hell do they have to talk back and forth? Because I'm telling you right now, we could throw those machines to the curb. We could melt them into prison bars. We could freaking melt them into fondue pots. But it still doesn't cut the cheese. You know why? Because all of this stuff runs in a complete system that they say manages everything, counts everything, and knows who the voters are. And by the way, when you throw away the machines, there's 21 million still rat bastards available in that system. And by the way, when you want to overthrow a country, when you want to overthrow an election, are you going to find people that you can pay to run around and check in with fake IDs to throw a vote? You better believe it. Are you going to still send all of those BS voters on the inflated, bogus, corrupt voter roll, their mail-in ballot? You better believe Believe it. Are you still probably going to ignore signatures because there isn't one? You better believe it. Because they're always going to tie you up in legal fights because they don't care. Why? Because it demands they've got to declare a winner right now, right now, right now. And in that process, they don't allow any investigation. It is all a rig, folks. It is all a rig. And they don't have to be sitting there in the precinct because they can do it from afar and they can modify anything they want if they're nefarious actors at any time, including inserting voters, letting them vote, and removing them. In the 2020 Arizona audit that we did for 2020, we told Sonny Borelli and Wendy Rogers, all this stuff. Hey, is there any particular reason why on election day, a hundred and seventy-nine thousand voters that hadn't voted in a decade instantly popped up on the books? They hadn't voted in a decade, been languishing there because you don't clean them, and instantly they popped up. Boom oh, wait a minute, you don't want to get caught with those bad voters, so what do you do? Immediately, you let them vote, and then you start getting rid of them. Why? Because in case somebody audits you, they can't find them because you already got rid of them. Why did the average cleaning event in Arizona, happens in every state, insert your state here, why did that scrubbing event increase at an average rate of 2,000% or greater? the moment the election was over. Why is it you can go to any database in America right now and look at an election at how you voted and if you were to look at it six or seven months later and you know you voted and you looked and all of a sudden your vote's gone? Did you know that's happening all across the country? Or people who didn't vote are now going in and looking and finding out they did vote when they know they didn't. Well, does that have anything to do with the darn machine sitting right there at the precinct that you call a voting machine? Anything at all? Folks, I'm listening. Does it have anything to do at the precinct level with that machine you supposedly voted on? Does it have any? Come on, somebody somebody, give me a valid answer. Does it have anything to do with that machine you think you voted on? Do you think the tally machines after the election went into the database and started getting rid of voters? No, it has nothing to do with that machine. And it's because we're facing a software crisis, not a hardware crisis. And the software comes long before the hardware. My closing comments coming up right
0: after this.
1: Okay, folks, I'm back. I'm talking about multiple states use uncertified centralized software to pull it off. You know what that means. I've always said the machines only execute what some form of software tells them to do. It's always been that way. Nothing will change this. If you've followed me for these last several years, which seems like several decades, I've always told you I... Don't care about the machines. I don't care about the machines. And if you were paying attention, I can show you a hundred different ways that software can tell a machine to do something or miss something or handicap something. And that software doesn't even ri- reside on the machine. You know, what they don't talk about in Arizona with this election day 2020 2.0, 2022, and all of these ballots being misread, they don't tell you the fact that that can be done remotely and they can force the machine to do it. But was it on that machine there? No, because they can... Set the function, remove the function. Set the function, remove the function. I mean, you don't type the code on a circuit board and there it is. That's not how it works. It's never worked that way. It will never work that way. And, you know, when you're throwing an election and you're trying to control the state or a government, do you think people would be so darn stupid as to leave something on the machine? That would send them all to jail? Or do you think they have unlimited money to figure out how to do this to erase their tracks, Mission Impossible style? You got to quit thinking around your mind, folks, of little bitty hackers doing little bitty BS things. And you got to think this is an orchestrated war on America. You can rally all day long about getting rid of the machines. All day long. But until you define what that getting rid of the machines means, we're never going to win this game. See, getting rid of the machine means getting rid of every machine. Poll books included. Reporting to the television networks included. Reporting precinct by precinct to the Secretary of State. Included. Because anywhere anywhere that can tabulate and aggregate information can manipulate the information. Why would it need to talk to the database in real time and motor voter? Well, they want to make sure you're able to vote. But see, they will only show you the poll pad access Right up to the close of Election Day. Well, the election was over at 7 o'clock. Here it is. You know what they fight tooth and nail to never show you? Show me what the hell happened from 7 o'clock to 7 the next morning and the access of database to see who voted or didn't. Oh, by the way, in every one of these states where the voter rolls leaked, all seven states... Oops, it was a leak, just like in America. Oops, it was a leak. Why would you need the voter rolls? Why would somebody go steal the voter rolls? Well, on Election Day, if you got one program that says everybody came in and it's reporting, hey, here's who came in, here's who came in, here's who came in, and you just happen to have a copy of the database of everybody who in the total universe of the precinct can vote, you know what you can do? Here's who came in, here's who didn't. What's the net difference that was what we'll use? Nobody ever thinks to go back to the counties and look at all these leaks. But if you go back into 2020, you will see there were massive leaks across the country in the voter database. Leaks, allowable leaks. We don't know how it happened. Nobody ever addresses it. But it got out. We don't know how it happened. We got an FBI case in Arizona where the supposed culprit was found. Now has been squashed. Can't even find the docket on it. No, it happened. Stole the whole database. No, who did it? Gone. That's all you need. Did that take the voting machine in the precinct to do it? That is why paper is everything. Because somewhere originally back in time, that voter existed on a piece of paper. And that's why the signature stuff that's going on in Kerry Lake is so rock-solid fantastic. Because when it has something simply as no freaking signature, you can't count it. Now you understand why they fight so hard to not Let the paper be investigated. Now you know why they're shutting down the cast vote records and everybody finally, even though the just total ridiculous, everybody crush, call every county and demand the cast vote records. You know what you did by tens of thousands of people calling them? You allowed every county recorder to say the conservatives are harassing me. I need to be protected under this new law. And thousands of calls went in, they documented them, and they said, they're, they're threatening me. And you know what's happened county to county, state to state? They've shut it down. Now it's almost impossible to get that information. They're writing it into new laws. Why? Because our side doesn't work together. Everybody thinks it's a freaking competition. And nobody wants to work on actually what fixes it. Everybody wants their little moment in the sun. Get rid of it. Get rid of the machines. Get rid of this. And until we understand what causes the disease and how it infiltrates the American body and how it gets there in the first place, we're never going to be able to fix this problem. And too many people confuse activity with productivity. Those dangerous mutating cells are still there with or without the voting machines. And we need to tell all these rat bastards
0: to cut the crap. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not gonna take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media.